0: Hello and welcome to podcast number...
1: 41
0: Wow No, because I, I hadn't mentioned the number I don't think recently My name's Luke Burridge and next to me here on the sofa is...
1: Paula Brentler
0: And the theme of this podcast is going to be juggling in the southern hemisphere um, Particularly sort of like the, the sort of western southern hemisphere Around the bottom bit of the earth around here At the moment, Polo and I, we are in the southernmost city in the world A place called Ushuaia or Ushuaia,
1: Ushuaia. Uh,
0: depending on who is actually doing the pronouncing, and yeah, we just got off a cruise ship called the Marco Polo, anyway, we're going to just uh, do the story and play in some stuff that we've recorded about our trip here for the last three weeks, and talk about the sort of juggling kind of things that we got up to. First of all, well, I'll let Polo tell this story, because uh, it was quite a long flight over here, and uh, do you know this, you know what I wanted to say about the... 24 hours, pure flying. Yeah. Plus airports. And I guess
1: you all know that I don't enjoy flying very much. I hate it. I'm afraid of flying. 24
0: hours. And so it was okay, but instead of just flying... Five different flights. Yeah, five flights, six airports. Anyway, no, seven airports, actually. Because what we did, we flew in and we got finally via North America. We got to South America into Buenos Aires in Argentina. And then uh, our bags didn't turn up. One bag turned up three, two out of three bags. And then two bags were gone missing. And in it was all of the performance gear. And in another bag, all of my clothes. Pola took her clothes with her in the hand all luggage. my
1: clothes, all my jewellery, everything was in my hand luggage.
0: And, uh, yeah, but all mine was in the um, other luggage and all the performance stuff.
1: Luke was wearing my socks for four days.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) we'll get to that part of the story in a second. of course, we then uh, went, okay, that's okay. We'll just catch our next flight and it'll all be cool. So we tried to find our next flight and, of course, couldn't find our next flight because it didn't go from the airport that we just arrived in. It went from the city airport, the sort of, like... Not the international airport, just the national Argentinian airport, and uh, so we got a taxi across there, got on a flight, and flew across to a place called Punta del Este in Uruguay. Went to the hotel there. Bags didn't arrive that night. Bags didn't arrive the next morning, and then they came up to us in the in the taxi in the next morning to take us to the uh, to the cruise ship, the Marco Polo. And it was too windy in the harbour, so the Marco Polo couldn't dock there uh, and send in the tenders. So we said, OK, it doesn't matter, they're going down to Montevideo. And so they took us down in the taxi, two-hour drive down to Montevideo, Montevideo, or Montevideo, depending on how you well, pronounce it.
1: Quite nice, because so we could see something of the countryside and yeah. not just coastside.
0: Yeah, normally on these cruises we see the, the sea ports and the t- towns and the cities on the sea but not a lot else so it was good to see a bit of the country down there in south uh, america in uruguay so we got into uh, montevideo and uh, of course we were early there because the ship hadn't got in there yet so we had to look a bit around a shopping center a little bit around the town didn't see very much and then we went into the back into the cruise office to get taken over to the ship and we were told that not our cruise ship but a ship called the norwegian dream had going out of the harbor hit a container barge and had a hole in it. And And the best thing about
1: it is it will be the cruise ship that we will be next on.
0: Yeah, in the, two days' time now,
1: but three weeks from then on.
0: Yeah, so we, we were going, oh, that's, that's our cruise ship. Anyway, so the harbour was completely blocked off by containers. I think five containers and two or three cars dropped into the harbour. cars. It was a few cars, yeah. So uh, we, uh, we had, a, had a look around there and, uh, and had more time to wait. So we were waiting ages, and then they got to put us up in a nice hotel.
1: Four hours in a shopping centre.
0: The hotel was pretty nice and then the next morning we were going out to the, the um, harbour and it was still closed. So we spent more time walking around Montevideo and uh, and then finally went out to the cruise ship on the uh, pilot boat. So the pilot to take the boat into Buenos so Aires that we went out with there, which was about an hour and a half across the open sea in a tiny little boat to get out to the Marco Polo.
1: Yeah, and we passed a ship, a sunken ship, a sunken ship,
0: a sunken ship, a a yeah. sunken
1: ship yeah. where still the masts were sticking out. That was quite impressive.
0: Yeah, uh so that was that was quite cool. But then we finally got to the Marco Polo, a very small ship, and we didn't have to do a show for a few days. And as we were getting onto the ship, our luggage was arriving as well at the same time. And that was four days of me, two days of traveling, and then two days without the bags at the far end. And I'd been wearing the same T-shirt all that time. Because they always said, your bags will turn up now. Oh, no, not now. Later. Now. No, not now. In a bit. In a bit. And so, yeah, it was a bit smelly by the end of it, so uh, it was good to get on board. And as I said,
1: we were in a shopping centre for four hours, but we thought the luggage would arrive after we come back, so we didn't buy any T-shirts for Luke.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so we got to Buenos Aires the next day, and um, we went across to a circus school. Now, a few years ago, Anthony Gatto visited South America, and he went across to the uh, circus school, and there was videos made about it. Lots of people were really enthusiastic, because he went along there and did some juggling. Um but we decided to turn up completely unannounced and, uh, and just see what happens And see who we met there at this juggling club And at the juggling school So um, oh, well, let's play that audio now Because we actually recorded a report of it As we visited So here you go So we got into Argentina and now we're in Buenos Aires. and We got off the ship and had a look around and did trying to get some money. And then we wanted to come all the way across to the circus school called Circo Criolio. Criolio.
1: Criolio? Criolio? Yeah.
0: And, um, and we were going to get a taxi across, but there was some big protest or march going on in the city center of Buenos Aires. So uh, we ended up walking all the way here, which is okay because uh, it was quite a nice cultural experience and trying to see what's cool with the city. The first impressions of Buenos Aires? Uh,
1: It's quite noisy and dirty. I mean dirty from all the smell of the cars.
0: Yeah, it is. I don't think they've ever heard of uh, any kind of pollution standards with cars or anything like that. But anyway, so it's quite interesting. So we've we've just come here into the uh, circus school. Um, and first of all, we didn't see it because it's just like this little dark door on a, like a back street. And but then when you go in, you go through the reception, come out into this absolutely massive, big warehouse barn of a space. Loads of uh, fabric hanging up all the way around it. Um, lots of dangling like bits of
1: film set in a way like a yeah yeah. I don't know, but backstage. <laughs> yeah, it a is. Film it feels stack, uh, uh, film film.
0: Set studio backstage, yeah. yeah. And uh, and there's lots of big rigs there. There's a, a flying trapeze rig at one end, and at the other end where we are now, we're watching someone doing swinging trapeze. And there she goes, she's just diving around. We'll take some photos of this, so uh, we'll put that on the Facebook site, I'm sure. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we got here about 2 o'clock, and we, nobody here spoke English to begin with, but then they found an acrobat who's training here um, called... Uh, what was his name? Marcelio or something? Yeah. yeah. And he was uh, yeah doing some training waiting for his uh, partner to arrive. And he could speak a bit of English, and he told us that we have to wait about an hour for all the jugglers to turn up, because I tried to get here on a day where there's a juggling club. I'm
1: wondering about all the jugglers, if it will be one or two people.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. It seems to be quite a a, a popular juggling spot. He was just telling me that a few few weeks ago, or months ago, or last month or something, uh, there was a a juggling festival here, and they had Michael Motion over as a guest, and he's quite a... a a high level juggler in a way so I think the juggling scene here is probably going to be quite healthy and we're just waiting for some jugglers to turn up. He said there's lots of bounce jugglers turn up today so uh, uh, when they do arrive, if they do arrive, hopefully we'll get hold of someone, ask them a lot of questions about juggling here in Buenos Aires and Argentina in general.
1: Yeah. I was quite wondering that he didn't know Marco Paletti, but he's an acrobat. Maybe it's because of that.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think I think other jugglers would probably know who Marco Paletti is, because uh, that's pretty much the only juggler that we know in Argentina um, from Argentina, from Argentina uh, and who's not here. But he's not here now. So uh, yeah, well, hopefully when the jugglers arrive, we'll talk to them in a minute. So we've come back later in the day to the uh, juggling, uh, well the circus school here because we were told that some jugglers were going to be turning up at about 3 o'clock and nobody did so after we waited for it. Unless you fell asleep on a crash mat, you want to tell the story of the, you falling asleep on the crash mat?
1: Yeah, I fell asleep on that crash mat and people were doing acrobalance next to it and at one point a girl fell on the mat and I must have dreamt of being on the ship and it felt exactly as if the ship would have hit something. And I jumped up and thought, oh! and then it was just nothing. I just didn't know where I was
0: to be honest so anyway after that we, uh, we decided we weren't going to wait around because we knew that there was a juggling club night happening at the same place later on so uh, we went out and got some ice cream and then walked down and got some shopping and Polar's bought some very nice dresses and we
1: uh yeah and I had disgusting ice cream
0: uh, oh yeah Polar's ice cream wasn't that good uh, we also saw a juggler doing some street juggling in, the, um, in one square and he made us some nice little jewellery bits of bits, piece of jewellery so anyway now we got the taxi back up to the circus school and as you may be here people are doing whip cracking in the background and there's this um, uh, really, actually really nice sort of little routine that she's doing at the moment. Um, she's got two whips and she lays them out on the floor and she throws them and catches them again and wraps them around and ties herself in knots. Some really fantastic whip manipulation. You like that stuff, don't you, Polly?
1: Yeah, but you have to see it. You can't explain it.
0: I know. It really is. Uh, she th- whips it around her neck. Let's go. And she goes crack and then she whips it around her neck and then tucks it in. And so she's wearing the whip.
1: It looks like some kind of hero film. You know? Yeah, like it is pure suit like yeah, comic a book yeah, yeah. It's not
0: real. Anyway, next to her is a guy doing some Oh, just oh, wait for a second. Crazy. She's good. She's hot. <laughs> uh anyway, next she to hers What? She isn't. So uh next to her is uh <laughs> doing uh, a guy doing bounce balls. You probably can't hear him after all the uh the stuff. People? And then a juggler uh, just turned up we'll uh, hopefully talk to some of these guys in a second there's a guy just doing five clubs there some of the people passing and um, some girl doing four balls and things like so uh, we'll go around and actually see if we can talk to some of these people if we can find anyone at all who speaks any English at all um, or someone to translate don't know how we'll do this but uh, so far I'm actually quite enjoying what I've seen so far of um, Buenos Aires juggling now I've still not found anyone who speaks English, but there are some quite interesting jugglers here. The, um, the, ball, uh, the, the ball bouncer and the, the whip girl have swapped places. Now the, the whip girl is doing some bouncing, lots of three ball patterns between the legs and stuff. Very clean pattern, she was doing it ages and ages without making any mistakes at all and now she's trying to do a full behind-the-back juggle. And then the, the the guy who was doing the bouncing before with the five multiplexes, he started doing his um, ball-spinning stuff, and it was actually some really, really smooth ball-spinning with the three balls. Three-ball stack, very, very simply. Unfortunately, neither of those people speak English, so we can't really talk to them about it very much. Uh, and then another guy who was juggling five clubs, I went to speak to him, and um, I can't remember his name, but I tried out his clubs, and they were South American clubs called Gaucho Clubs. And... Uh, and the, the black handles, white bodies, and then the decoration is like this camo, camouflage kind of grey mottled pattern. And uh, But they're not very nice to juggle at all because the handles that the plastic are made out of, or the plastic that the handles are made out of, was really, really hard. I showed you that, didn't I, Paula? Yeah. And uh, it's um, very, very, very hard plastic. Well, and Before
1: it, that, we juggled clubs and they were really
0: soft. Yeah, it I know this, another kind of... And heavy. Yeah, well, those are sort of, I think, I'm not sure, but I think they were Beard Beach Clubs. they really padded, heavy handles, but they've been modified in some way, because obviously the knobs have fallen off of them. And then they'd put new knobs on them. The girl who uh, owned these clubs had obviously put new knobs on them, but they're these massive, great, heavy knobs. And Polo couldn't catch two of them in one hand, um, and I was struggling as well. Uh, and then, of course, we've been juggling this um, these clubs, which are not fat heads, but they look like fat heads, but I call them thin heads. Uh it, one second, someone's trying to take the microphone from me. Es una clava cabeza de martillo. Um, I guess we that's, have to check first what that means before I, we put it in. I don't know, I'll I'll check that so, that, so these are these thin head clubs from Chile uh, are from uh de Man Was that say? Manillo Manillo Man Martillo uh ah, de Martillo dot um, C no 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 it's C it's whatever Chile is C C I C C L CL. So uh, check out that website, kabatza uh, de CL for the clubs oh, that we've been juggling. It's Not that what? great clubs. I know. Well, they're okay. They 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 juggle. They're quite well weighted. they all all the weights down. Put them my head. All the okay Paula doesn't want me to hit her with them um, but they're not, not that well weighted but you know because they, they spin around the end of the club um, but yeah anyway these, these clubs that we've been juggling today have been very interesting someone else had some clubs again I think these uh, gaucher clubs and the weight of them was so far forwards and the handles are so short that it was actually really tiring just to juggle four of them um, so that's interesting um, also in the circus school here they've set up the flying trapeze um, so someone is woo. there he goes Um, and they set up that net and do you think that must be so cool do you think we can actually get it have a go at that
1: my neck is actually really bad oh yeah you're joking about that
0: um but uh, maybe we could see if we can get a go at the flying trapeze i've never done it but i've i've always wanted to do it something like that i'm sure i'm not allowed but maybe i'll just ask can i just swing and let go and feel like i'm flying feel like i'm actually a superman uh, like superhero for for a day uh, well, not for a day, for, for a, three, a seconds, second. three seconds. Three um, seconds. Otherwise, there is this one guy who, I think he does speak English, but I'm not sure if he's a juggler or not, but we've got to get at least one person to talk to about like this. a
1: street show artist. Does he? Look, he has got a cup on his head right now.
0: I think he's going to be throwing stuff into a cup on his head. Either way, it could be quite interesting. Let's, so we'll see if we can talk to him. So unfortunately we can't find anyone who's available, who knows about juggling, who can speak English, who who can talk to us. Actually, only one person I found who can speak good English and she doesn't juggle um, and now they're rehearsing. So uh, unfortunately this this trip to the juggling club here has been a bit of a loss because we haven't found a single person who has good English. Yeah,
1: and we haven't found clubs that we can juggle.
0: No, actually, we, even, we couldn't even find a matching set of clubs. The, the uh, thin head clubs, they were okay for us to juggle, but we couldn't find anything that fi- fitted with that. Now, anyway, we just saw this guy who, um, who we mentioned before. If he can juggle, he, he can juggle. Or I guess he can juggle because he's doing the Rudy Horn trick. Well. What's that?
1: I just see someone else with clubs that we could have borrowed. Yeah. This
0: guy? Oh, okay, yeah. The guy who's doing ball spinning has got some clubs. They look quite nice clubs as well, but uh, anyway, so the guy who is over there who, who uh, looks like he's doing a street show, he's on the unicycle and he's kicking cups onto his head, and uh, he, as Paul said, he looks like a street show artist, and come to think of it, I've never actually seen the kicking the cups onto the stack on the head as a street show before, um, and it's really interesting. The funny thing was, he got out a cup put, cup, put it on his foot, kicked it up, and it went smash, and he broke it on the floor, and that was the first thing he did when he got on the unicycle, and then a bit later he smashed another cup. I think they're sort of sellotaping them back together again, but um, it was quite amusing for his first attempt to make a big noise, a big big smash onto the floor. So this is the end of our evening here, I guess, at the uh, Juggling Club. I've enjoyed myself just seeing what kind of things people do here.
1: I'm mainly impressed by the room. It's great.
0: Yeah, and uh, anyway, there's nobody on the um, flying trapeze rig at the moment, so let's just, uh, as we go past, let's see if we can... uh, Yeah, get a go on it. Maybe, it doesn't matter if we get chucked out, if we just climb up it and get chucked out, it doesn't matter, because this is maybe the last time in our lives we'll ever be here. Polly?
1: No, I just wanted to say you smashed another cup.
0: Oh yeah, maybe you heard that in the background, uh, another cup smashed onto the floor. That must be really frustrating to practice. Um, Anyway, Polar's hungry, I'm starving, and we're both tired and very sweaty. We need a shower and we need some food, so we're going to head off back to the cruise ship now. And Polar's feet are absolutely disgusting. Those flip-flops don't stop any dirt at all. Anyway, here we go. And so that was it. We never actually got to speak to anyone from Buenos Aires who could speak English or talk to us about it. So very, very sorry about that. Um, we did find out actually later that the, the name of the cl- clubs, the Gauchos, or the Gauchos, is a type of dance in South America, or dancers are called the dance the Gauchos, uh, because. On the cruise that we were doing, they they booked they didn't have enough entertainers, and we thought we were going to have to do two forty five minute shows, which is a bit out of our range at the moment. Um, later on, and but so they got some dancers on that they'd actually met some of the cruise staff had met in Buenos Aires. They uh, booked some guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they went after this um, this dance show, and they actually booked some of the dancers that they saw in the show for an extra show, and they were called the Gauchos because that's the um, The name of the dance group or something? I think so.
1: I think it's a bit strange to get two dancers for a 45-minute show.
0: Well, that's why they only did 25 minutes in the end.
1: Yeah, but I think even that was boring.
0: I don't know. We only stayed for a few minutes. Anyway!
1: (laughs) Exactly!
0: Okay, so then we headed off on the ship, and we did one show, and it went down quite well. Normally, we'd do two shows in one evening, but because this cruise goes to Antarctica, and there's number restrictions of how many people can go on one ship down to Antarctica um, for various reasons... And we only had to do one show in the evening, and it was a good show. The audience was right with us, and already, we had already—we actually knew quite a few of the audience
1: people. But they were really there.
0: Yeah, maybe about two to three hundred people in the audience, I think. Do you think about yeah, yeah, definitely that many. Yeah, it doesn't never looks that many, but when you actually count them up from the stage, you know, it's only—you know—only you only need to fill up half the seats in a four hundred seat theater, and it looks still looks half empty, but there's still two hundred people in there. Uh, so that was it. Was a good show. Um, we do quite well. And uh, and it was a great thing. It it's such a small cruise ship that we uh, we knew like all of the audience by the end of it. Everyone who'd seen the show, we could talk to. Um A lot of the staff were that you know all the uh, the crew staff because it's such a small ship and it was so empty. A lot of the uh, crew staff could come along and they didn't have very much else to do. That was cool. And we did that, echoing out of Argentina from a place called Puerto Madryn, and then it was a, a cruise over the ocean to the Falkland and then from the Falkland down across the Drake Passage down to the um, Antarctic Peninsula itself. And this, of course, is a massive dream, a huge dream for me to visit Antarctica and for Polar. Uh, and it's been great this past year because we really, really wanted to go to Iceland. We managed to get to Iceland on the cruise. And now, after that, it's like, oh, the only really cold place that I want to visit, one of those sort of barren kind of wasteland kind of places, was Antarctica. Yeah, and we get there.
1: mine too, but I thought I would never get that because of the flying. Yeah. That was my main... Reason why I thought I would never get to Antarctica.
0: Well, yeah, of course. The only way to get down there is by boat, and, and thankfully we get some got this job on a boat, and uh, it was really, really cool. The expedition staff were amazing. They had like geologists and orn- ornithologists and marine biologists and mammal, sea mammal experts, and <laughs> nature photographers, and they're all doing this great stuff. Our favourite um, person in the expedition crew was a guy called Peter Hillary, son of. Edmund Hillary, the, the first or one of the two first people to ever climb to the top of Mount Everest. They really got some good staff on there. And he was a fantastic, he had some fantastic lectures. And we were actually just saying today that they should have got him to step in for some of the entertainers. Instead of the entertainers each doing two shows instead of one show, they should have got him to do one of his lectures. Because his lectures Comedy are fantastic.
1: Lecture. Yeah.
0: He was talking about trekking, he's, because he's been to the North Pole, he's been up Everest twice, and he's done a, a trek by a new route to the South Pole. And it's 80, was it 85 days of walking in a straight line across ice shelves, and, and the only way to get enough energy for that is to eat fat bars, as he called them, like multigrain bars with just covered in fat, layers and layers of fat on it. And and so it gets into your beard, and he, he told some fantastic stories about walking across Antarctica.
1: Yeah, and I also really liked his last sentence, I think he finished with it, when someone came up to him, like doing an interview, oh no, he was in a show, and saying like, oh yeah, I found that new way across Antarctica, and the guy just asked like, why, what was wrong with the first one, and I really loved that comment.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's like to find a new route or to walk a new route across 85 days in sort of 50 below temperatures in like 100 mile per hour winds, and just go and you know all of that. And then people say, "Well, why didn't you just take the plane there?" It's like one of those weird questions. Anyway, so yeah, we. That's true.
1: What do you want to answer to that? Yeah. What was wrong with the other one? I, I don't know, it's really? just,
0: I know nothing wrong, we just did it, you know, why did you climb, That's what is, actually that was the, the answer his father used to give, why did you climb Mount Everest? Because it's there, you know, it's that classic answer that you do. Anyway, we're talking about yeah. Peter, yeah, we're talking about Peter because um he actually ties in with a bit of juggling that we did. Now, I've never heard of anyone who's juggled in Antarctica, but of course people have juggled in Antarctica before because, you know, scientists go down there, lots of scientists, researchers probably can juggle, so people have probably juggled quite a bit in Antarctica, but what we wanted to do... I think, yeah, probably quite a few people juggle. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to be performers in Antarctica. So i performs performed now in Europe, in Asia, in Australasia, like Australia, in North America, South America now, and not Antarctica or Africa. Now, I think to perform in Africa is easier than to perform in Antarctica, because the next time we go to Antarctica, well, we never know if we're going to go or not, because this is the last season for the Marco Polo, and no other cruise ships this size go to Antarctica. So we're probably, for the next few years anyway, until they get some uh, larger ships going down there, we're probably some of the last jugglers to be booked on the Marco Polo on the cruise ship to get down there. So we decided to do our very own mini street show with club juggling on the Antarctic um, Peninsula. Actually, on the mainland of Antarctica, not on a little island stucking off the side, we actually got onto the onto this uh, Chilean research base and naval base. Of course, there was like four hundred people on the ship, so it was quite busy there as well and There were some penguins waddling around and we decided to do a little bit of club juggling to draw a crowd and Then we did the sort of classic routine where you pass clubs around a volunteer because we didn't want to take anything because the whole place is full of penguin guano uh so we didn't want anything you don't want to take balls or 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 anything that. Could get a bit too sticky. So, and that's what we did. And our volunteer that we passed clubs around was, of course, Peter Hillary because he was our like. The
1: victim was Peter Hillary. Yeah. It wasn't our volunteer.
0: We asked him to do. Yeah, it. yeah. Actually, we just said, you come here, and everyone's like, yay. Like this. So we had about, what do you think? Maybe 20 people watching? 15 people watching? I can't yeah. remember. Probably about two or three hundred penguins.
1: From a distance a lot more, but the people couldn't like come quickly to us yeah, because of all, all the penguins. Yeah, and, and all, they all the aren't ice. Yeah. Yeah, and they are not allowed to walk quickly to do a lot of noise and stuff.
0: And we didn't want to make too much of a disruption or draw a big crowd or anything like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we did that. It went quite well and people clapped and we took some photos of us uh, before and we after. did get
1: any money, though.
0: No, because we put the hat out. So the thing is, when you're in Antarctica, there's not a lot to spend your money on. So not a lot of people actually take their wallets off of the ship across... Like maybe a kilometres of open water in a small Zodiac semi-inflatable boat just to to visit some penguins and some ice. Lots of people took cameras, so literally everyone in the audience had their cameras. They
1: should have put a camera into the hat.
0: Yeah, camera into the hat would have been quite good. But we got some photos, so I'll put them up. I'll definitely put a one at least one picture of that show, maybe two pictures up on our Facebook site because it's uh, it'll be interesting to for, to let people have a look at that. So first ever for us our first probably and last ever juggling show in Antarctica and as far as we know um I've never heard of another juggling show in Antarctica probably has been but um I've never heard of it so maybe we could be the first or I could be the first person to truthfully say that I've done a, a show on all the continents just Africa to go so when I do the show in Africa I'll uh I'll maybe actually put that little line up on. Because my, uh, my little tagline on my website and in publicity for the last few years has been Luke Burridge, international juggler and entertainer. And I think the international can really apply if I've now done a, a show in Antarctica. So that's pretty cool. Um, finally, yeah, across the Drake Passage again, Polo and I never got our sea legs in the whole of the trip. We did like the South Atlantic, the Southern Ocean, um, and back again. And the waves are quite high, so we actually spend quite a lot of time sort of in bed watching movies and I stuff. I
1: think I spent 26 hours without moving. Really? Yeah. I sometimes went to the toilet maybe three times. But I didn't drink, so I didn't need the toilet.
0: Wow. 26 hours. You just yeah. didn't move. Yeah. I can't. Um Yeah. And Poland missed like three meals in a row, which is very strange. Two. Two meals in a row? Oh, okay. Because I
1: had some emergency food in my drawer.
0: <laughs> anyway, we don't do seasickness very well actually the gauchos the two dancers when they come off stage they both vomited um straight up into the into the toilet backstage as well and we were actually scheduled to do a show on the drake passage crossing and if you don't know the drake passage that's a bit south of cape horn which is one of the deadliest shipping channels shipping lanes um where the pacific ocean meets the atlantic ocean it's really bad so that's why our second show Was actually put back a lot, and it was only when we got in port last night that we finally did our um, show here in Ushuaia on the ship. And uh, yeah, it went down quite well. We did an extra like 20 minutes, did some pieces that we've not done in the show before, finished off with some five knife juggling. Uh, They're juggling knives, so it's not that difficult, but it's uh, it's quite cool. So that was a new end to the mini show that we do, our 15 minute show, which lasted about 25 minutes. Yeah, that was the thing that. You juggle
1: me? Can you juggle the boats? Can you juggle knives? Can you juggle these glasses?
0: Yeah, that's the questions that everyone asks. So that second show that I do on the cruise ship is the answer to those questions. I do some juggling with some normal equipment, with rings and clubs and stuff. And then... I do the uh, I do ring uh, juggling with things that you find on a cruise ship, like ping pong balls and tennis balls and a coat and stuff like that. It's just a way of of putting lots of material that I like to to wrap up into one show altogether like that. So yeah, uh, so we've had a really successful trip away these last three weeks. We've we ticked off a lots of boxes. And I
1: finally, saw all my penguins.
0: Yeah, saw the penguins. Saw whales, whales jumping whales. Have you ever seen a humpback whale jump completely out of the water and come down with an almighty splash? Very, very impressive. We saw uh, ice. I think polar missed it. I saw uh, an ice crumbling away from the edge of a glacier into water, which is one of those things that you always see on the... the, uh, I really
1: like the sound.
0: Yeah, the... the, uh, the...
1: sounds like a rocket.
0: Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it comes down... Everything is so
1: wide there. And suddenly it's really loud and you think, oh, shit, what's
0: that? And it's lots of ice falling down. So, been a good few weeks. In the Antarctic and in the Falkland Isles as well very amusing to see We saw on the map today of Argentina and it showed Argentinian uh, territories and it included the it cl- included the Falkland Isles in argentinian um, territories it was under the was it the Molvinas? the I, Isla Molvinas or something like that. All included in Ar- Argentinian territory. Well, I thought that was uh, quite amusing. So uh, uh, so that's it. This has been podcast number 41. We'll do some more updates if and when we can get to Internet Access. We'll do a wrap-up of the year with some our predictions for the next year and to see if any of our predictions for last year or this year have come true, which could be quite interesting. Catch you next week or next time or whenever this will be updated next. Sorry about not being updated recently, but we have been around. About what would you say about two thousand kilometres from the nearest internet cafe? Maybe something like that. So uh,
1: except the one that was one one deck higher
0: oh yeah there's <laughs> internet access on the ship at 75 us cents per minute so just imagine uploading
1: Connection isn't great yeah
0: and it's a really really slow connection through a satellite So just imagine trying to upload a podcast at 75 cents per minute you know i love the audience here i love you guys but um and i just don't on, have the patience
1: christmas day we checked our emails because we just had the feeling we needed to to get in contact with the people with friends family and I think we paid fifteen dollars yes. for the two of us checking
0: our emails. That was just a check. We didn't have enough time to write them, do anything we didn't write at all. Anything? No, that was just to check through we the didn't emails. Delete
1: anything. It was just checking the emails that were important. I didn't
0: like sort through them. Nothing. Okay. Anyway, we can't keep going on about just email checking. Let's wrap this up. So goodbye, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye.